Happy Saturday, everyone. 10 a.m. 13th of May, 2023 already. Halfway through May. Another year flashing before my eyes. Before my eyes, though, I can scarcely believe it. I can touch him. I can see him. He's cleanly shaved. He's looking about eight years of age. Grant Elliott is back. He survived 140k bus trips in Pakistan. <laughs> survived all the food, um, the heat. I survived our... They weren't punishing, but those conversations at 2 a.m. Yeah. After 12 hours of commentary in Pakistan and you, you know, pestering me, saying what time. And I was trying to put it off, you know, at some stages I was like, no, I can't do this. You I did read- one brilliant interview where you couldn't hear a question, could you? And you basically guessed what the questions were and yeah. answered them. Well, at that you're running on, on autopilot yeah. at that time of the night. So you just... I guess you go with your instincts. It's a good, it's a really good place to be in with yeah. radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's awesome to have your background. Welcome in to the Saturday session in association with Rum and Q. Uh, we've got some wonderful uh, stuff to give away uh, later in the show. We'll give you details of that. Who else is coming up? Alami Yedemir will talk some Super Rugby. Uh, boy, oh boy, there was uh, quite a surprise last night, to say the least. Well, we've got a huge matchup between the Blues and the Crusaders. Uh, we'll speak to Alama Yedemir after 12 o'clock. We're going to talk some NRL as well. Good win for the Warriors last night. We're going to uh, catch up the very busy man. Uh, Fox Sports commentator Matt Russell is going to join the show after 11 o'clock. But throughout this hour with Grant back, we're going to open the lines. Well, we always open the lines between 10 and 11. We're extended. 0800 Come on, join the conversation. You can also send a message to the Timber Bear Post text machine, double eight double three. Uh, but firstly, I, I need to acknowledge um, not only your back, uh, Ben Francis is still here uh, has absence made the heart grow fonder you too or is this you know this when you this, say this ongoing awkwardness going to going to continue when you say ben francis is still here what do you mean he's still here he didn't leave yeah. me oh okay he didn't leave me threatening he, he didn't threatening. leave me no i didn't leave you guys oh, you either swan, though, to be fair swanned off to pakistan to commentate cricket i'm doing it very well i must admit Oh, thank you, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. You don't get many compliments on this show. So. No, you don't. Have we started off on a like, fresh yeah. canvas? We have. We have. I missed you. So good. I missed, I missed you, you. I, I, don't want you to, I don't want you to leave. Would anymore. it be weird if I slid my hand on your leg right now? <laughs> That's what they do in Pakistan. They love, you what, know. The, the hand? Oh, just the, the contact. Pat, the, the pat on the knee. They don't mind a bit of contact. Just as long as it's the knee. And uh, funny enough, when, when sports stars, when they celebrate a wicket with cricket, there was, you know, some people would tap the, the butt, the gluteus. Yeah. And Very Ricky Ponting. Yeah, and so, uh, some players would be like, don't touch me there. <laughs> West Indian players, don't do that. Well, no, you high-five you you high a West Indian. You would high-five them. Um, yeah, and some players just, uh, they don't enjoy the, uh, you know, the celebration contact. Yeah. Do you remember Brad Haddon and James Faulkner where the hand went into the oh, face? Oh, yes. Brilliant. Yeah, couldn't happen to nicer fellas, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, can, I, can I just talk about uh, callback? So, yeah, or uh, talk back and, you know, the text messaging. Um, have I you actually, missed our listeners? I have missed our listeners. I actually phoned one. I just made what? sure that privacy-wise I was allowed to. And um, I phoned uh, my only uh, follower of Everton Football Club. So uh, You were expecting um, a lot of heat coming on you today because of your Everton fandom. Yeah, and your pending relegation to the championship. I was, but we started. We started one of our shows, and I said, "If you're an Everton fan, text in on double eight double three. Give me a number. I'm starting a group. <laughs> this group is all of me and one other person <laughs> at the moment. This, so this is 
a, a, a group to get through the stressful times. The stressful times, yeah. but also come together on commonality. Yeah, and yeah. Potentially, we could have you know an Everton breakfast when we're playing against right. Liverpool. You could be there and bring maybe your fifty strong supporters. And I'll bring me and Tim. So <laughs> you I, and Tim. I phoned G'day, Tim. I phoned Tim yesterday. <laughs> see how he was going. Good on you, Tim. And I just said, you know, did you give him a shock? I. Well, I said, you know, hopefully this is not too, um, you know, stalkerish. He was happy about it. elements of it. He's going to be doing DIY at the moment, by the way. He does his DIY on the Saturday, listens to the show. So big up to you, Tim. But I said I was starting a group and that, you know, he was obviously the the premium VIP uh, member at the moment. Well, he's the only. The only (laughs) only member. So you're feeling a bit lonely. Yeah, but if you are a Everton fan, because these are tough in. times, these are tough times. Despite a big win last weekend, five goals yeah. to one, a- outstanding. You play Man City this weekend, don't you? Yes, yeah, oh, yeah, we do. But five one, we're on a high. Who yeah. knows what could happen, Everton? So, uh, so basically, Grant Elliott joined Grant Elliott's uh, Everton, what psychology club? No, Everton just fan club. But we, I can picture in a year's time, we're going to be going on tour somewhere. We're going to be going <laughs> to the UK. We're going to be watching a game. There's going to be. 50 to 100 people. I, I can imagine in a couple of years you're playing Bradford City and, you know, Ben Francis is on the up, opposite side of the field in League One. That's fine because Harry Jav Tours will yeah. happily accommodate everyone. And if you guys go down, oof. when in doubt, the fi- go down. The financial state of your football club, you cannot get relegated. It could be the end of it. Well, you know, we're fighters. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Maori expression, you know. Yeah. Don't be an octopus, be a hammerhead shark. Okay, I like that. I, I do like your, your, your bullshiness there. Optimistic outlook. Deluded outlook, I, I could argue. Ben Francis is shaking his head. He's shaking I, his I, head. He's a Warriors fan. Well, so am I. Yeah. I I'm shaking we're my, I'm shaking my head, guys. Today. Because he, he, Grant should not be known as a hairy jav anymore. He's just the jav. Okay. He sh- you are looking very, very Yeah, familiar. but I mean, if I go, go like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just pulled his shirt up. That is quite a rug. There's a rug there. There's a proper rug there yeah. in France. Something to really hold on to. Like one of those sheepdog ones. Here. <laughs> sheep dog. Oh, Richie from Upper Hut, not far from here. He wants to be added to your Everton fan group. Yes, Richie. <laughs> okay. Here we go. We're a group of three now. <laughs> group of three. Big up from you, Richie. It's bulging your group. It's bulging. Richie, what state of mind are you in? What state of mind are you in at the moment? What, you know, what attitude are you going to bring to Grant Elliott's uh, Everton fan group? Uh, do let us know on double eight double three. <laughs> and Tim just messaged and yeah. said it, it was weird. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment, Tim. I'm going to take that as it was a positive weird rather than a negative weird. Uh, hello, Tim speaking. Yeah. How did the conversation <laughs> go? I was like, hey, Tim, listen, I hope you it's don't Grant mind. It's Grant Elliott here. Grant Elliott here. What? Grant, what? what? Why is Grant Elliott calling me? He's like, please don't phone this number ever again. <laughs> Blocked. He's just added me on his phone as do not answer. Weird former cricketer <laughs> who wants to find Everton, mate. Because uh, he's stressed about their life in the EPL. Oh, brilliant stuff. Excellent. Uh, if you want to join Grant's uh, Everton fan group, text us through double eight double three, and also tell us your state of mind. Uh, 0800 150 811. Uh, speaking of state of minds, I would love to know how Chiefs rugby fans are feeling today. Now, when you're away... And Ben will attest to this. I think it was after the Hurricanes victory. Halfway through the season, I started asking uh, our listeners, Chiefs uh, fans, are you daring to dream? You've got games against the Drua, Crusaders, Highlanders, Reds, Canes, Brumbies and Force to come. 
You're unbeaten halfway through the season. Are you, are you worried about any of those games? Most people were like, yeah, we're worried about the Crusaders. Mm. Well, they beat the Drua, then they beat the Crusaders. Last weekend, they beat the Highlanders. I don't think there was a single fan uh, listening to SCNZ who had the Chiefs losing to the Reds. Not a single one. This is, this is a huge upset and does um, you know wonders for the competition for the playoff spots. Not a great day for the Highlanders either, it has to be said. But Chiefs fans, I'd love to know uh, how you're feeling today. You know, in that game last night, Nani Satoru scored after just five and a half minutes and you were thinking normal service here. But in a sign of things to come, the Reds sort of clobbered their way forward and scored after 10 minutes. The Chiefs were blunted on the tack for much of that first half from what I saw and it was in fact a Reds era on attack that led the Chiefs to score their second try. And that was quite late on uh, in, the, in the first half, if I'm not, not mistaken. And then sort of straight away, the red strike back, Tate McDermott going through some pretty sloppy defence. It's 12 all at the half. And straight after the restart, the Reds were in front uh, with Campbell scoring the first try of the second half. And then on 55 minutes, the Reds scored their fourth try. That is a sign. This was no fluke by the Reds. They're up 22-15. And then over the course of the last quarter, it's all about holding on. But within sight of the finish line, the Reds can see to try their own close-range try with seven minutes remaining. Finau scored uh, for the Chiefs to level the scores at 22 apiece. But a penalty with three minutes remaining put them in front for good. But they had to hold on, Grant, seeing off the Chiefs' raid that lasted 27 phases in about three and a half minutes after the 80-minute mark. Sounds exhausting. It does. It was exhausting. Uh, And ended up with the Chiefs playing... uh, Sorry, Chiefs player being held up over the line. The referee didn't go upstairs. He, He judged it was held up. Whistle sounds... Reds score their first win in New Zealand in a decade. So, and the Chiefs blow, the Chiefs blow a perfect season. So Chiefs fans, if you're out there, come on, get, give me your pulse. Tell, tell me how you're feeling. Yeah, is it just a blip on the radar? Oh, or is it be filthy, Or is it a drunk? sign? You've got to be a bit filthy, don't you? Because yeah, a perfect season. Yeah, everyone talks about momentum, though. Oh, like, yeah. maybe did they peak too early, the Chiefs? Got, Winning is amazing, and they could still go on, and yeah. probably, in my mind, still are favourites to win, because there was no Sam Kane last night, and I tell you what, um, Sam Kane um, was missed last night. Yeah, Brad Weber, too, also don't think played, so... What about Brad Thorne as coach for the Reds? Is he, that... he was emotional. He was very emotional. But does that night. show just how good yeah. a coach he is? Well, he's been sacked, isn't he, essentially? He's been run out of the Reds at the end of the season. Yeah, but does that... Hasn't gone well for him. Yeah. But it was fantastic to see and hear how emotional he was after that victory. Mm. But I'd love to uh, get the thoughts of uh, Chiefs fans, mm. how they're feeling. Me too. Have they? <laughs> or was it weird, <laughs> like Tim? It's a bit felt. harsh. Dean, morning. How you getting on? Good. Do you know? Brad Brad Thorne, He's actually been signed by the Highlanders. This is all hush hush, and he's actually starting on Sunday because we got no locks. <laughs> Mate, that's a bad result for your Highlanders last night, isn't it? The Reds uh, climbed Tom to Donnelly six. And, we've got two good locks now. We've got Tom Donnelly and um, Brad Thorne. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Tom, I don't know. Like, oh, I think it's Tom. a bit of a bit of a sign of how many of these teams, when they actually leave their fortress of their, um, should we say, their main franchise region, and they go down to their neighbour, like, the Canes don't very get, go very well in Hawke's Bay. This, the Hollanders don't... Well, they did have a win against the Force in Invercargill, but they don't normally go too well down there. 
I don't know. Like, I mean, for me, that game was lost when Gordy Slate has named it hooker ahead of Thompson, which I think is ridiculous, but it's just because he's at home. And they rumble at the line. And I had the money on him for the first try. And he doesn't go with the pod that goes over the line. It's like, what sort of hooker is he? But the writing was on the wall as soon as that happened. But it just shows you shows you how much. Because those All Blacks that you mentioned for the Chiefs, they are All Blacks. Unlike the Blues, their current All Blacks are exactly that. And they've played huge minutes for the Chiefs this year. And I think that's very reflective in their results. Yes, they yeah. are. And Sam Kane has like, really been good in 2023, hasn't he? Oh, mate, I made the effort last week when they came down here. Just went for a drive, and I seen this rooster walking down the street all by himself in um, Chiefs gear. And so I pulled over the old Jeep and said, mate, jump in, we'll go for a coffee. And he goes, oh, no, that's all right. We just stood there talking. And um, started yarning about Rico Ioane, and I put in my two bobs with him. He said, actually, I played a bit of centre in the day. And I said, oh, really? What do you think of him? He said, I actually quite like him. I think he's getting better. And I said, well, you're the first centre that's played any rugby in that position that I've spoken to that's saying that. And he didn't give me the old, do you know who I am? And I'm sitting there looking at him, and he said, what's your name? I said, oh, it's, it's Dean. He goes, I'm pleased to meet you. He said, um, you wouldn't have any idea who I am, would you? And I said, well, actually, you look bloody familiar, but you look too young. And he goes, well, who do you think it is? I said, we, you're wearing all that chief stuff, so I sort of can't get it, but you look like Bill Osborne. He goes, you're being on. I said, really? What a <laughs> nice guy. Yeah, so here's a, here's a, here's a bloody... So Grant Elliott s- stalks our listeners... And you just randomly pull over and start chatting to people wearing Chiefs clothing. Yeah, Dean, I mean, do you normally just pick people up from the side of the road and ask them to go for a coffee? (laughs) Maybe not a coffee. Yes, I don't care. No, I don't care. He he was all by himself. (laughs) And it's not like you're in any danger to meet him. Yeah, yeah, what a yarn. And he he was happy to go for a coffee in the casino. And I said, oh, actually, I come down to try and get a hold of Damien McKenzie because I've got a photo with Martin because I coached him outside the casino when he played for the Crusaders. But Damien was away potty with Anton and his family, you know, because they were real close. So I didn't see him, but I said, geez, Bill, honestly, I've got to go because Sam Kane walked out. So I went up and introduced myself and I said, listen, mate, I said, I've got to, I've got to be honest. I said, oh, I've rubbished you on the radio. Like, I was worried about your health, though. I said, honestly, I said, when you broke your neck, but what's he doing? But the last three weeks, mate, you've been unbloody real. And I'm more than happy now for you to lead the All Blacks to the World Cup. Good on you, Foster, Yeah, exactly. And providing Foster yeah. grabs Razor as a selector and the Crusaders and the Chiefs make up 90% of the team. I said, I reckon we're a wee way away from winning it because the combinations are wrong. And he was with um, Luke Jacobson. And I said, mate, I, honestly, I don't mind you either. But I said, I'll only give you thir- the first 30 minutes. And then I bring Artie Savier on. <laughs> we know all buggered. And uh, he said, I'd love it. He said, he, Luke said he'd love to get 30 minutes starting the test. So I said, well, you'll be there. You'll be Brilliant. definitely going. Like, there's no, no doubt in that. So well, I thought he had a good game, steady game. The number six for the Chiefs. He's a, he's having a hell of a season. Finau. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah. He, is. he, he looks well, quite yeah, a player. He does, but he's not the lone ranger. You know, and you take Sam and Brody and... Tokiaho, that leg driver, that man. You take them out of any team, and they're going to battle a bit. So you could almost say, I didn't see it. No one at the pub would have picked that result. But yeah, after the first five minutes, when Slater went the wrong way, and they get over the line, it's money in the bank. And where's he going? Back to back to Taranaki, I'd suggest that Thompson, 
yep, bad decision at the end of the game. He wasn't quite in the right body position to drive at the line. They should have won it right on full time. And that's the craziest rule in the game. You attack and you get held up and it's a drop kick from the goal line. That, that's a Northern Hemisphere brain fart as well. I've ever seen one but get penalised for having a go. Only rugby union would do that. But it is what it is. Hey, good good to chat, Dean. Great yarns. I love that. Yeah, we'll be P- pulling over, chatting to Bill Osborne, and going up to San Kane and, you know, admitting I got things wrong. Takes a brave man to do that. Good on you, Dean. 0800 That is our number, double eight double three. You haven't been picked up by anyone famous hitchhiking? No. In Francis? You haven't done that? wonder if anyone has. We ever been picked up by someone famous if you're out hitchhiking? Let us know, double eight double three. I've got a funny story about that. What, about hitchhiking? Uh, no, so I was driving the van. Yeah. And I was picking up the lads from, it was New Year's, uh, and we were in the mount. And I was picking the lads up from town. So I was a responsible one. Wasn't drinking. And then, um, anyway, on the way there, there was groups like teenagers or late teens they were all hitchhiking and it was all these lads and i thought oh i'll um i might as well pick them up i'm going into town you know they'll be safe so i picked up and i had one of those big people mover team vans so there was about 10 of them in there so you had 10 hitchhikers and then in your van and anyway one of the guys goes oh mate you look like grant elliott and his mate goes go on bev you're so hammered. Just shut up, mate. Just shut up. And I was like, yeah, Bevan, you're so hammered, mate. Just. And he was like, no, no, no. I reckon it is, Grant Elliot. And I was like, come on, mate. Jeez, what have you been drinking? And then, anyway. So you were acting as if it wasn't you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then I dropped them off, and they were giving him heaps. They're like, mate, sort yourself out. <laughs> poor guy. He nailed it, but uh, yeah, I didn't have the heart to tell him. I was oh, playing that is, along. That is fantastic. Uh, it's 80 minutes after 10 o'clock, and numbers 0800 taking your calls. Ragavan, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was just like giving up the hope that like I couldn't connect to you guys from Melbourne. Uh, I had to call in and say that like, really, Grant? After all this day, all these years, you had to shave like this. I was I was about to say that, but like I would go. But yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, loving your work, guys. Uh, enjoying the fun chats and uh, great conversations. I've been following uh, Grant's tape ball cricket in Pakistan, which was like fantastic. I would have really really seen him, seen someone uh, giving a big independent to him and getting his uh, stumps knocked out. But he was like very smart enough to put only the sixes. <laughs> hey, Rags, great to hear from you. Uh, we miss you in Wellington. Um, mate, the, the tape ball cricket was interesting. It was very interesting, right? So I turned up at this mm-hmm. park in Karachi. You saw the video. And this yep. guy walked straight up to me in his shelva kameez, his white shelva kameez. And he goes, I want to bowl at you. And I was like, whoa, that's aggressive stuff. I just thought I was going to come here and have a little park hit around. Next thing, they're taping this ball up. It felt like an incredible ball, like quite hot, hot enough to give you a blood nose. Oh, this and is my type of crazy. Maybe mm-hmm. smoke your teeth out. And this guy mm-hmm. came into bowl. I swear, it was off about 18, 15 yards, and I was a bit nervous. Mm-hmm. I was backing away. I was thinking. Um, Mitchell Stark-esque. I'd just seen the dentist, mm-hmm. and I said to the producer, I said, mate, are we right here? Like, are these guys that... They were so aggressive, and you can see why Pakistan produced fast bowlers because that pitch was not taking any turn. It was, it was a rage. What was concrete? So the ball gathered yep. pace oh God. as it uh, mm-hmm. as it hit the the ground, and it was uh, it was scary stuff. But it was pretty cool to be in the park in Karachi. Wow! So in Pakistan, they can defy the laws of physics. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and, and, so and it hits yeah. something and yeah. doesn't slow down. It no, goes faster. It's, yeah, it's oh, right, but right. I think it was because of the tape on oh, it. Right. But yeah, you've seen you the, the you tape ball cricket. One other, one other suggestion: you should play those tape ball cricket on like a slightly uh, after rain wet ground. Uh, it just like flies past Grant. It just like flies. All oh, right, Rex. We don't. Like, we don't want. We don't want Grant to get hurt and miss more shows. I know. I it's, know. It's I'm, May. I'm He's only been in the studio it. twice. <laughs> yeah, but like as far, but, but um, love your work, guys. Like keep doing what you're doing. It's fantastic to listen in. Even like an early morning uh, here in Melbourne at eight o'clock, it's just like really fun to like chat to you guys and talk to you guys and listen to the yarns. Hi, you are so kind. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, go have a great day, my friend. It's a huge year for cricket. We'll uh, talk more about it as uh, we carry on. Thanks so much, Thanks, my friend. Good day, Brian. Welcome to the show. Good day. Yeah. I was just listening to the gentleman talking about uh, meeting um, Bill Osborne and whatnot, and you were saying, and everybody's met famous people. Well, I was at the Christchurch Casino in about 1998-99, and um, I'm at a table, and I thought the guy next to me looked familiar. There was only three of us at the table, and it was Mike Brewer. And um, we had this fantastic run. And I'd been in the gym doing a bit of boxing, and I had a cracked rib. And every hand we played, we won, the two of us. And we're walking down the steps, leaving, and he said to me, how much do you get? I said, three grand. He said, I've got 2,500. And he gave me a playful dig in the rib, the one that was cracked and taped up. <laughs> <laughs> so so let me get this right, John. Uh, sorry, Brian. You're in a casino. Yeah, Mike Brewer's your lucky ch- Mike Brewer's your lucky charm, and then he punches you on the ribs <laughs> to say thanks. Oh, it, was just, it was just something you playfully do, you know, with a mate when you don't know he's injured. Well, it's ironic you were the one going through the fitness test and not Mike Brewer. Yeah. Oh, that is, that is, that is brilliant, Brian. Yeah, Mike would remember oh. that if he's listening. Oh, that is fantastic. Good on you for sharing, Brian. Crusaders, you're calling okay, from Christchurch, aren't you? Crusaders or Blues tonight? Who wins? Oh, there's only one team in it, mate. You know. There's no, yeah, no the Blues probably, action. you're right. The Blues probably should get up tonight. I, I won't I would be agree. feeling yeah. blue after the game, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Look after those ribs, Brian. Thanks for calling in. That's a really cool story, Mike Brewers. Is lucky Brian. Charm. And then punches him in the ribs. <laughs> g'day, John. Hey, g'day. G'day, gentlemen. How are we? We are great. We're reunited. We're happy. That's well, good. I am. That's good. Hey, I just got a question, actually, for both of you. Um, firstly, it might sound simple, but will the Hurricanes win tonight against Moana Pacifica? And can the Black Caps win the Cricket World Cup? I'll answer the first one, because the first one's easier to answer. Yes. I, I think they were rocked uh, by last year's loss against them. I don't think it's one of those ones where they take their eye off the off their opponent, and you think, huh, yeah, it's... Uh, right, well, you've just dropped out, John. Hopefully you're, you're by a, a radio and you can hear Grant's answer. Also, look at the team the Canes have named. They, they could have taken the opportunity to rest Artie Savier, give him All Blacks rest, um, etc. He's playing. Um, they know they've got tough games after this, and a, a win here against Moana Pacific is actually quite big uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, Grant, can we win the World Cup? Yeah, it's good... Good question. I was asking myself that when we were in Pakistan now. And I think 
what it hangs on, and maybe we'll dig a little bit deeper into this, but it hangs on our strategy and how we go about one-day cricket. Because in one-day cricket, the opportunity is not at the start, in the first 10 overs, or at the death. And that's what I saw in Pakistan. Death overs, teams are sort of, you know, pretty much there's parity there and at the start. There's maybe five to ten runs between it. Obviously, if you lose a couple of wickets, you're behind the eight ball, but it's overs ten to forty. The reason why that is an opportunity is you've only got four players out. Yeah. So in T20 cricket, you've obviously got five players out in the boundary and you see how quickly people score in T20 cricket. So how can we dominate overs ten to forty? Normally, you... So you keep your resources up until over 40 and you go, right, we're going to go hard for 10 overs because we can lose three or four wickets. But now I actually think you want to go hard in the middle overs from overs 10 to 40. So you could play more traditional openers to get through a new ball period. Uh, Putting the hammer down inside the power play. Yes and no. I mean, Devin Conway... Isn't as important. Yeah, Devin Conway is a sort of player that plays uh, uh, risk-free cricket but still scores quite highly. So those players like Kane Williamson, Devin Conway, play proper cricket shots. So you think our ability to think on our feet, the innovators that we have been, will put us in good stead to, to make, make use of those those overs? Yeah, and do you play a bowler that can take wickets through the middle or do you play an extra batter who can be aggressive? So if you play an extra batter, that means do we send in Michael Bracewell because a left-arm spinner comes on? The ability to dominate spin in that period will be the, the difference between winning a World Cup and not. And we're in foreign conditions, so we're in the subcontinent. There's a lot of players that have played there with IPL, so hopefully they can adapt. Um, but you know, it's going to be power plays. over 10 to 40, think of that as the power play and how we dominate that period and play, and I've got a few ideas on how we do that. So you're telling John there's a chance. You're telling, telling John there a is a chance. Hold there, Bruce. You're up next. We've got to get to a break. Taking your call, Shiv. Hit a few of them. We're loving it. 0800 811 Back after this. 29 minutes away from 11 o'clock. This is the Saturday session with Rum and Q. Rum and Q award-winning rubs, sauces, and seasonings. Grant has already gone into the into the box and has a whore to take home. Yeah, I just um, you can have I just ramrod. got my I got my ramrod out. Yeah. Um, which you left for me, and um, I can't wait to to rub my ramrod all over a bit of lamb or venison. Um, it's a, a game rub, so this is obviously our our sponsor, Rum and Q, the meat rubs that we've got. You you enjoy uh, your soft cock, don't you? All over the soft cock, absolutely, absolutely. Been thrashing it, really been thrashing it all week. Been fantastic. I uh, highly recommend uh, Rum and Q. Award-winning rub sauces and seasonings. G'day, Bruce. Thank you for holding through the break. That is very good of you. G'day, Bruce. Morning, gentlemen. Bruce. Hello. I'm here. Hello. Welcome. Uh, you've had a lot of time to think about cricket, haven't you, Grant? <laughs> oh, Bruce, I've been stewing in my room. Thinking about cricket, World Cup cricket, what's going to happen? Is Trent Bolt going to be there or not? Yes. I mean, hopefully... I told you that months ago, mate. Yeah, hopefully that's been put to bed. But yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I've got some great ideas. Also spoke to a lot of the support staff while I was over there, so I think I'm pretty well-versed at what New Zealand are thinking going into the World Cup. He had one of those maps, Bruce, you know, photos of Trent Bolt with a, a piece of string, you know, uh, to somewhere in India. Uh, it, it was all sorts going on in, in that hotel room of his. No, nothing else to do. I've always said, and I've said to you a few times, 
we need, if you're playing 50 overs, you, you need openers that stay there, 15, 20 overs. You don't need to go hard out and lose two or three wickets in the first 12, 15 overs. Plenty of time to play the bowling, build your innings and go from there. But that, that's all I'm I, saying. I want to talk about rugby. <laughs> yes, please. Wait, Bruce, before you talk about rugby, okay, yep. so who would, your opener, who would your openers be then for the World Cup? Um, would, would they consider putting Will Young in there with Conway? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. So you've nailed it. I think that it's between Finn Allen and Will Young, and I think Will Young would be the uh, front-runner at the moment because of that yep. point that you made. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not sure about Finn Allen. I, I, he's been chopped and changed. I think his head's just not quite right. So Will Young, absolutely. A lot more experience. A lot more classical batter, yep. And are you celebrating okay. the, the downfall of the Chiefs' evil empire? Um, well, i got a really good mate in Hamilton. I texted him this morning. I said, I never saw that coming. And his reply was, oh, they played a third 15. I thought, oh, okay. There's a couple of players not there. But, hey, your canes um, can be spoilers here. Well, not even spoilers. They could um, take advantage here because they have got the Chiefs and the Blues the next two rounds, mate. They do, uh, they do, but, but as I've suggested, they, they haven't rested a couple of key All Blacks this weekend, so th- there's some rest coming up for them, so I actually wonder if they don't think they can win all of those games. Oh, I, I think they can, and um, it's the, hey, it's their time to step up. Hey, here's the spoiler, though, the Brumbies. Brumbies have got the Force, I believe, the Rebels, uh, and, the, and another Australian team, three out of their four games. I think they've got the Chiefs. So I can see them being maybe even finishing second still. Oh, definitely Hi- within the realms Highlanders. of possibility because they are second. They Highlanders. are second right now. Yeah, the, the yeah, 10 well, points behind the there. Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, no one will want to go to Canberra for a variety of reasons. Yeah, it's a tough travelling to Canberra. Similar. More Perth. Boring. Nothing to do there, right? But, but, but <laughs> no one cold, wants to go to Perth. Cold like, um, it's a bit cold like Christchurch on a on a uh, autumn night. I think it's been about five degrees tonight, and the Blues will love that. Do you like beating the Blues more than any other team? Say that again? Do you like beating the Blues more than any other Super Rugby franchise? No. No. No, in recent years, I much prefer to... To beat the Chiefs. <laughs> how, how do you, Bruce? How do you prepare for it? How do you do? You get those stubbies on. When I when I lived in uh, Christchurch, everyone had those Canterbury stubby shorts on, and those like almost Timberland shoes with the steel caps, and it's normally like a, a little muscle V. And you'd go to the Spates Ale House, a few pints. Like, how do you celebrate or get ready for a big game? No, I don't drink a lot of beer, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, those days are long gone. Uh, well, I'm probably not going out to watch it. I'll, I'll be here. My wife, my wife's actually working. She'll be back. She'll be doing her thing, and I'll just settle down here and, um, and ease into the game. Might, nice. You know, might have a, But uh, I, I don't feel nervous about this one down here, to be honest. I think... I think their game management's been out a 
couple of rounds. They haven't quite played as intelligently as they should have. So they'll know what they're doing. Yeah, and the Blues are down on a couple, a couple of, key... of key players up to, uh, in, the, in the forwards, which I think really could count against them. So go on, give me a score. Give me a prediction at least. Bruce, it sounds like you're pretty confident deep inside. I want to hear you say it. Yeah, Bruce, go on, say it out loud. Real Bruce. confident. Uh, probably by <laughs> ten. I would say probably two by guys ce- and not <laughs> two guys celebrating. Oli Jaeger and um, Lester Fayanuku bringing up milestones. Nice. So um, they'll they'll want to get over the line well. Brilliant. Well, enjoy a pretty comfortable 10-point uh, uh, victory against the Blues tonight, Bruce. I like that. Yeah. It's, oh, it's another game, isn't it? It's another game. We'll win. We'll win. Despite having lost three games this year, the Crusaders. Yeah, you celebrated those stubbies, Bruce. Yeah. Enjoy it. That's that's burned in your memory, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Two, and two not in a good way, is it? Christchurch. No, it is. No. I mean, there was... Uh, yeah, it was a lot of white meat. <laughs> there were a, lot of, a lot of white legs showing. Yeah, there was. Rub some of this on it. They, they loved it. They loved the stubbies and turning up at the pub at sort of around 3 p.m. and getting ready for the game. It was intimidating, though. Uh, Tim writes in, and I'm not sure if this is your Tim or a different Tim. We checked the number. Yeah, uh, as a Crusaders fan, it was really, really great watching that game last night go the Reds. Thank you very much, uh, Tim. Um, and Richie, who's definitely in your Everton fan group, and we, we have checked three does mean it's a group. So three because there's only you and two others. It's kind of sad. Grant wants to start this sort of, you know, like sort of an emotional fan club, you know, to, to help him through the, the harrowing experience of the next three weeks with his Everton side in the relegation battle. He needs more Everton fans in his group. It's just Grant, Tim, who he called to uh, invite or, or force, and Richie, um, who's also texting uh, to join the group, and he writes, Daniel, I'm also a Wellington sports supporter, so I'm used to being disappointed. It's because of you, Grant. Uh, with success every 20-odd years, the exception being the Pulse's current purple patch. And I also support the Warriors. So with all of that in mind, I will, will be able to cope with Everton being relegated. But my fingers are crossed that they stay out of that zone. If they do go down, I'm looking forward to the next Flick Everton Till I Die series. <laughs> Maybe Grant will star in that. Richie from Upper Heart. Thank you very much, Richie. Back after this break, it's 21 away from 11. 17 minutes away from 11 o'clock, taking your calls. You can set the agenda, as always, on the show, 0800 150 811. We've gone down some rabbit holes, as we always tend to. Double eight, double three, uh, the temper bed post text machine. Neil writes, Brad Thorne, and a good wake-up for... I'm pleased for Brad Thorne, and a good wake-up call for the Chiefs need more than plan A, and the Warriors showed a professional approach. Thank you very much, uh, Neil. <laughs> and We've got an unnamed text here who uh, sends in, Bruce can't be a true Cantab. Beating the Blues is the best. Yeah, Bruce didn't sound too far. I, ah, I it's think only that, the Blues. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Bruce was a true Cantab fan because he was just like, nah, I don't really look forward to it. We'll win by 10. Let's get to Rub the Wrong Way with Rum and Q, award-winning rubs, sauces, seasonings. So what's rubbed me the wrong way this week? Well, some high-quality whinging there, Mr. Elliot, some high-caliber bleating, some pure nonsense about the state of refereeing in the NRL. That's what... Some would have us think the seedy underbelly of the sport has led the NRL refs possibly being on the take to undermine the chances of a certain team and that the NRL head office, which is likely perched on the grassy knoll, uh, has uh, 
you know, not done enough to stop this rather evil plot. Now, I can accept the standard of refereeing has been below the required standard and a lot of decisions have gone against a certain team. But to jokingly imply underhand tactics on a wider organisational level is laughable. And to question the integrity of the referees is actually deeply troubling to me. Uh, do we honestly think brown paper bags have changed hands in dark alleys here? Uh, there was a lot of noise about the refereeing of the Warriors games, and most of the discussion I heard was akin to the dead cat political strategy. That is the strategy of deliberately making a shocking announcement to divert media attention away from problems or failures in other areas. The fact of the matter was the Warriors were on a three-match losing streak, and in their two previous games had scored a grand total of six points in 180, 160 minutes of footy. Obviously, that's the referee's fault. Clearly. Right? Uh, I'm just glad one group seemingly didn't buy into this alarming attitude and got on with the job. And do you know who they were? The players and the coaches from the Warriors. They got the job done last night and controlled what they could. 18-0 up at the half against the Bulldogs last night was just the response I wanted to see. A real sharpness and attack which had been missing, if we are honest, with ourselves over the last few weeks. Two lovely deaf kicks, an example from Johnson, and a sweet short ball to a hard running and uh, deceptively elusive for Noah Blake, uh, put this game to bed after 34 minutes. And shock horror. The great conspiracy couldn't deny the Warriors' grant as they went on to win 24 points to 12. I'm just staggered. No one has called up to say the referees were the reason that the Warriors won last night because, of course, that is not what we do. In modern-day sport, the officials can do better. Absolutely. I'm not denying that. We can agree on that. But from my perspective in modern-day sport across a wide range of sports at both professional and grassroots level, our collective attitude as a sporting public towards officials simply sucks. Um, and we can also do better. That's what's rubbed me the wrong way. How about you tell me what's rubbed you the wrong way? Everyone goes into the draw who plays a part, whether it's sending in a message on double eight double three or picking up the phone and calling us on 0800 150 811 to tell us what's rubbed you the wrong way. Go in the drawer to win some amazing products, thanks to the awesome team in Rum and Q. And we are not joking, we have used them. They're really, really good. Rum and Q, award-winning rubs, sauces and seasonings. Let us know what's rubbed you the wrong way. Back after this. You are listening to the Saturday Session with Rum and Q, award-winning rubs, sauces and seasonings. G'day, Mikey. Thanks for holding through the break. Uh, are you joining Grant's Everton um, Emotional Fan Club? Yeah, come on, Mikey. Yeah. It's, surely oh. we've got to make it four now. <laughs> yeah. Mikey, no, you're too wise not. for that. Football's... <laughs> not me in the football, mate. I don't follow that at all. Can I okay, drop the call, Ben. The <laughs> way, <laughs> you're barking up the wrong tree there, Elliot. What's on your mind, 100%. Mikey? Oh, I tell you what rubs me up the wrong way, and it's been grinding my gears for the last three weeks, and, I, and people have said it in the past, but it's this incessant, aimless box-kicking and sort of aimless kicking. <laughs> it's, it's, it is driving me nuts. I mean, my good yeah. man, Richie Moanga, did it, um, in the, I think, towards the end of the game. He's the Chiefs. McKenzie gets it, runs down, passes it, try. Um, the Hurricanes last week against Fiji, just a box kick for the sake of box kick. Fijian gets it, try. It's, it yep. is, when I was growing up, Andrew Mertens, when he got the ball and he was, he was going to kick it, he would kick these massive wiper kicks down to oh, the yeah. corner and they would compete at the line-out and, you know, sometimes we'd get the line-out and then you've got opposition to score. I don't know why when possession of the ball is sacrosanct, 
that you just kind of go, well, why don't we just give it to the opposition and see what they can do, even if it's in their own half. It, it drives me nuts. And if I see it to teams my, don't um, I see, teams don't I see trust their remote. attacks, do they, Mikey? <laughs> they don't trust their attack, do they? They're so concerned about you know strong defence and, and turning over possession and being hit on the. But I, I can utterly see your point. As a spectacle, it, it can be a little bit... You can nod off, yeah. can't you? But if, if, if you don't trust your attack or what have you, that's fine. Then kick for um, position. Kick it way down their side and go for a line-out or something like that. So, yeah, it, it, it's, I think I could be wrong here, but I do believe that um, when Wayne Smith was doing the um, New Zealand Black Ferns, I think he had a no-box-kick policy. He just said, get that out of your game. That's, that, that's not what we're going to do. Um, because, you know, hold position, run the ball, or get field position. Um, I don't know what's changed in the last uh, number of years for this to happen. But anyway, I am rubbed the wrong way. Good man, Mikey. Appreciate it. Go enjoy your Saturday. We'll put you in the draw, my friend. And uh, if you're lucky enough to get some of this uh, lovely stuff, I'm sure you'll have a smile on your face, even if you see numerous box kicks. Uh, and and the go the Because it is coming. And go the Crusaders. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, someone writes here. Uh, um, love your show, Daniel and Grant. Made my day the other day when the beautiful rum and Q package arrived. Fantastic. How good was the Warriors last night? They were obviously fatigued, but pushed through as Warriors of yesteryear would have dropped that game. Ref's performance was brilliant oh, too. He did mention the ref. Well done, Dave. Great Keep work, the ref. Work. Love your show as I chip away at the mahi. Good on you, Dave. Appreciate it. Good on you for, um, you know, acknowledging a good refereeing performance. Dave won the uh, Rub and Q uh, pack last week. He obviously did. He obviously did. Q. Did he get the soft cock as well in there? All of it. You're a child. You need to throw up. Dirty bird. Oh, sorry. You're talking about the, the rub. And the dirty bird package. I'm looking forward to intensifying. Look at that. The Nashville fried chicken seasoning. Oh, dirty bird. Stop it. Anyone else hungry? Oh. Ben Francis um, gets none of this because it was all sent to us. Should we share it with him? No, he can come down for a barbecue. I've a been bri. to the studio there. We can have a bri at Elliot's house. Have a bri. Four minutes away from 11. Thanks for all your calls.